What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How you guys doing? How is your week? It is Wednesday, February 3rd. We're pushing the football, the uh, soccer talk, the football talk. You know, Wednesdays. Wednesdays usually all about soccer. <laughs> We're moving it. You guys want the Premier League talk? Come back next Wednesday, because guess what? It is Super Bowl week. Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And uh, in studio today, we've got Connor Holzkamp. You may have heard him before. He's been on a couple times before. Connor, what's going on? How are you? Oh, whoops here. You're muted. <laughs> hey, good. <laughs> I'm good. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, man. Good to have you in. We'll talk a little Super Bowl preview. Chiefs and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady back again. And he's back. Back again. I think that song's about Tom Brady. I think Eminem wrote that song <laughs> I, I about Tom Brady. right. And uh, so we'll, we'll break down the game, give a pick, obviously. We talked about this last week. So if you didn't listen to last Friday's show, I know we always say this, go back and listen, make sure you get all that stuff. Not everyone's going to do that. Some people want to listen to our Super Bowl preview show, get the information. So we'll repeat a couple of our main points from last week's show, how to approach betting on the Super Bowl and uh, how to approach betting on props. And, and that's going to be the second part of the show is the prop bets, right? So first part, the game preview, offense, defense, all that good old-fashioned football stuff. And then the uh, last part of the show, we'll do some uh, some prop talk. So Got to love the prop bets. Love the prop bets. All right, so let's recap what we went over last week. There's a couple things you've got to know when you're going to bet the Super Bowl. And really, this is betting in general, not just the Super Bowl. But a lot of people love betting these certain markets in the Super Bowl. So this is good to know outside of football, but certainly uh, applicable this weekend. Number one, uh, make sure that you can calculate the household. Okay, so we talked about this last week. I know it's kind of... Uh, it's like a medium topic, right? It's not, it, it, it's like intermediate. It's not advanced, but it certainly isn't very basic. So the easy way that all of you out there listening can calculate the household for any given bet, go to aceodds.com. That's A-C-E odds.com. Find the odds converter, and then you can type in any given line, right? So if you, if you have two bets, minus 110, minus 110, like a normal game, all you do is go to aceodds.com, go to the odds converter, type in minus 110, get the percentage, 52.4%, right? So you write down, okay, 52.4, because that's minus 110. And the other team is minus 110. So you write down, okay, 52.4, and you simply add those up. However, whatever number it is over 100, that's the percent the house is holding. So obviously, in any given typical bet where you're taking one team for minus 110 or the other team for minus 110, there's going to be a 4.8% uh, household. 4.8 is very average. That's, that, that's, that's expected. If you've been betting anywhere in the last 20 years, 4.8% household is very average. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, what you'll notice is in certain multi-way markets... You're going to get that household extremely inflated, and it's just too expensive to bet on some of these players or these props. Now, this advice is for profiting the max that you want to profit. You know, if you want to go in, have some fun, gamble on the Super Bowl, there's nothing wrong with that. But the advice that we'll talk about today is strictly uh, money management, it's how you can profit or at least take a profitable approach to these games. No guarantees, but if you want to start making bets a little smarter, it's always wise to calculate the household and see what the house is charging. Now, let's just to give you an example, this is pretty interesting. Uh, again, the, the average household, about 4.8%. 
the first touchdown score in, in, in the multi-way market, what I mean when I say if you bet into a multi-way market, it's going to be more expensive. Those are bets with multiple outcomes. First touchdown score is one of these. And everyone loves first touchdown score. Heck, I bet first touchdown score when I go to Vegas. I think it's fun. Connor, I know you bet first touchdown score when you went to Vegas. Love it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, look, uh, this is also important to note. Connor's not a professional better. Connor's opinion and what he says today, it, it's good to get this because he's not a pro. He comes from this from a, a point of view of he's a good better, a smart better, but he doesn't do this professionally. So I think it's good to have Connor on because let's face it, the majority of people listening <laughs> aren't pro betters, you know? So it's good to get these questions. So ask questions today. Jump in if there's anything that you don't understand or, or, or that I may be saying that's that's wrong or that you disagree with or anything like that. Feel free to jump in and kind of get involved with some right of this on. stuff. But um, we usually go to the Super Bowl or to Vegas for this. We do. It's sad. Con- sad. Sad year. Connor and myself and a couple of other of our friends go to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl as a tradition. And uh, we're not going to be there this not year. Not this year. Although we do understand it. We we get we get why and you know we'll we'll be there uh, hopefully next year. COVID is a bitch. It is. It's a I know, fickle man, bitch. But I was thinking about that today. I was like, God, I'd be on a plane in twenty four hours, right? And now it'd be right. like twelve and, and hours. Now who are we? Hours. You know, we can't even see the uh, Chiefs fans take off their shirt and flip tables <laughs> as, as was last the case last year. So yeah, a lot of a lot of alcohol going on <laughs> at that party. By the time it's over, it's always. Uh, it's it's funny too because when you go to to Vegas for the Super Bowl, you get to see all the different fan bases, get an idea of what the different fan bases are like. And I always thought that that Seattle had the most obnoxious, rambunctious fan base until last year. Those Kansas City fans were a little something else. <laughs> Those Chiefs took the cake. <laughs> yeah, they did. All right. So anyway, uh, calculate the household for any given multiway marker or any bet. In the multiway markets, you know, again, it's the same idea. If you have uh, Travis Kelsey plus six hundred. You just type in 600 to aceodds.com, calculate the number, and go on down. There's going to be 30, you know, 20 or 30 options you're going to have to add up. But we did it for you for a bet, so you can kind of get the idea, okay? On DraftKings, their household for the first touchdown scored is almost 37%. The average household is 4.5%, 4.8%. Again, the household for that bet, first touchdown, 37%. 36.9 to be exact, okay? These numbers are impossible to beat. It's it's hard enough to bet into a number and win. It's 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 even harder when the house edge or the household is 37%. So, be careful when you're betting into these into these bets where there's a lot of options, it's really really expensive. And the second thing is, make sure there's two options to bet. If there's only a yes, you know, will an alien land on the field at halftime? They'll let you bet yes. And guess what? <laughs> From the bookmakers I've heard, a lot of people will bet yes because the odds are going to be like 5,000 to 1. Right. I have to bet a dollar to win 5,000? I'll bet 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Might as well. Exactly. But so one of these days, an alien may indeed land on the Super Bowl field. And if the alien lands on the field, then there's going to be a lot of happy people <laughs> who bet a little bit to win a lot. But the point is, if there's not a no, because most sports books, if, they, if, if there's a bet, will an alien land on the field? You won't be able to bet the no. A lot of you guys will understand this. These outrageous bets... You know, will will Michael Jackson resurrect and score a touchdown? There will be someone out there who will bet that. But it, make sure you can bet the no, 
right? Because if you can... If, if they don't give you that option. Well, and, and you need that option to see what the household is. Like right, we just calculate the household. Exactly. You need to calculate the tax. So keep those two things in mind when betting on the Super Bowl. A few refreshers from last week. All right, let's get to uh, previewing this thing coming up this weekend. Uh, let's get some stats here. And I just kind of want to take this from a basic, uh, you know, X's and O's point of view before we get too deep into any, any handicapping. I think what's interesting is it used to be for a long time, defense won championships. That wasn't really hyperbole for a long time, but then recently it's like the offense wins championships. The, the, the team who can score the most points wins the championships. Uh, I mean, it's not always like that. What was it? The Rams Patriots a couple years ago it was like 13, nine. So clearly it's not always offense. Right. And I, I think it's interesting to point out this is for a Super Bowl in, in a good handful of years where one of the top defenses hasn't made it to the big game. Oh yeah, we should we can't say Super Bowl. I don't think. Oh no, it's okay. We don't have to. We won't bleep it out. We just won't <laughs> say it again. But I, I think that's the case. We have to call this the big game. The big show. game. The big game preview. Um, I I I completely was ignoring what you said because you said Super Bowl. But what'd you say? I was saying um, this is uh one of the first big games that um in, you oh, know in, in recent memory where one of the league's top defenses did not actually make the big game. I mean, the best defenses this year. Let's see. I mean, and there's there's certain ways to go about Rams this. Were, I'm going to go to Team DVOA um, for defense. Yeah, I like DVOA, Football Outsiders. Uh, let's see what they have. So they have uh, the LA Rams ranked fourth overall for DVOA, but I think they're the first in terms of actual yards. They're first like in uh, scoring defense, too, I believe. I could be incorrect on the, that. The DVOA rankings. Oh, let's go weighted DVOA, actually. Not total DVOA. All right, so weighted DVOA. Oh, guess who's first? LA Rams. LA for, Rams. For weighted DVOA, yeah. Uh, number two, New Orleans. They got knocked out uh, last week. And then it was Washington, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Buffalo. So what's interesting is a lot of those teams are up there, made the playoffs. Tampa Bay, in terms of DVOA, uh, weighted sixth overall. Kansas City is number... Where the hell is Kansas City? Where are you? Oh wow, they're twenty fourth overall. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Defense DVOA. Um, although, but, although I think they're a little bit, they might be a little better. They're a little more opportunistic, I'll say. Um, well, let me know what you think about this. My point last week was, and this is an, a good handicapping lesson. Sports books are so so hesitant to deviate from data, which I understand why they've been yeah. successful for decades. Look at the chandeliers and the shiny lights, but. You can get sports books in a weird situation where you get a team like Kansas City who I think intrinsically underperformed this year, right? If you look at the Kansas City, uh, their ceiling and their potential for how well they could have done, let me put it this way. If every game this year was an AFC championship game where you win or go home, Kansas City's stats would have been so much better than they were. They did what they needed to do to go 14-2 and and get the number one overall seed. I don't believe for a second Kansas City's actual stats this year reflect how good they can be. Opposed to Buffalo, who they played last week, maybe even a Tampa Bay, right? Who was 7-5 and and fought their asses off to get to 11-5. and I think Kansas City may be the only team in the NFL where their stats don't really truly reflect how good they can be. In sports books, that's tough to quantify. You know, how do you plug that in? So this could be an opportunity this weekend to get it some you know, to get at Kansas City in different ways. What do you think about that? Like that they, they, they underperform, so their statistics are are deflating their market price right now. Yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, underperforms one way to put it. I, I could see that. Uh, you know, another thing that goes off of what you're just saying is yeah. um, 
they're the defending Super Bowl champions. You know, every single week, every opponent is going to be bringing their best, most concentrated effort. And I know this is professional sports. People are going to be bringing their best every week, more or less. I mean, you know, they want to put out good tape, but there's a little something extra. You talk to some ex-players, former players, they want to give it a little extra as a measuring stick when you are playing the best of the best. For sure. And I think that uh, had something to do with it, too. All right. So let's get on to a uh, little comparisons here. And we may as well, since we were just talking about Tampa Bay's defense being number six overall in terms of weighted DVOA. Let's talk about that. Tampa Bay's defense against Kansas City's offense. Obviously, Kansas City... Uh, probably the best offensive team this year, the most explosive. They were certainly in the passing game, number one in uh, passing yards, almost 5,000, uh, 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, but but really, I think what's interesting is Kansas City does so many different things behind the line, getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire the ball, uh, throwing it to him. They've got Le'Veon Bell involved a little bit more lately. So it's not just the passing. I think the running game is going to be more important this game than it has been any game this year for well, and and they get their receiving threats in on the run game too which is is really interesting watching them especially in that red zone yeah screen passes i mean shovel passes screen passes reverses it's funny kansas city is just the successful version of what of what uh, the davises wanted oakland to be for years right you know they just draft these guys who do well in the combine they run four three forties it's yep. like you stack your team <laughs> yep. with them one team, the Oakland Raiders, get them and can't do anything with them. And then you give them to Andy Reid, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Right, like, right. He makes them sing. Okay. He makes them sing. <laughs> Speaking of sing, oh, I can't wait for it. We got the weekend at the halftime show. What does the weekend sing? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. When I'm with you. But I love it. Yeah, there you go. We should we, we should do the halftime show. <laughs> I, I think so. I think uh, you know, hit us up. We're we're ready. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, uh, duos or duets or whatever, um, there's a couple people singing the national anthem. They're, yeah, they're they're yeah. they're doing they're duoing it. They're double teaming it. They are double teaming. They're it. double teaming the national anthem. It's a double stuffed Oreo. Who is it going to be? The Eric Church is is one and Jasmine. Somebody or other. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, Jas- Jasmine with a Z, too. Jasmine with a yeah, Z. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm uh, as up to date on my pop culture references last as, time as necessary. But last time I met a Jasmine with a Z, it was a long night in Las Vegas. Let's put it that way. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I don't think we want to hear that story. I know. Um, rushing, rushing, rushing. Let's see where Kansas City does sit in terms of rushing. Um, they are, let's see. Uh, 16th overall. So that is the definition of average. Uh, 16th in rushing. But again, it's 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 how good could they have been? Now they've got injuries. They've got some guys who are questionable. Let's let's not forget. Uh, Eric Fisher, left tackle, out. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, questionable. Le'Veon Bell, questionable. So they're coming in with some major injury concerns, which may impact the rushing game more than the passing game. They've got guys who can fill in in the passing game. But like you mentioned. When you use receivers as an extension of that, and you've got so many injuries there, you wonder, does it mean something for for, for there to be so many injury concerns? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you say 16th in rushing, were you going by total rushing yards? Yeah, total rushing yards, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, you, you know, obviously a team like Kansas City is going to have what other a st- little bit more considering they're, they're ahead in the game. They're going to be in a lot of closeout situations. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, I think they're... I think you... Uh, assessed it adequate. I mean, I think they're about an average running team. They're they're nothing special. They're not going to blow you away with the run game. Um, 
definitely unlike like Tampa Bay is committed to the run. Uh, they they are much more committed to a run game than than I've seen out of the Chiefs. Let's see what uh, Tampa Bay's rushing defense has done this year. Uh, Tampa Bay's rushing defense is good. Yeah, they are. Let's they got see. number they got one in the league. Number one in the league. They got some beasts up front. You know what's funny is. And I feel, I mean, I feel square betting the NFL more than any other sport. And it's funny because, I mean, we all know the NFL market's probably the tightest market of any out there. That should be clear, right? There's so much liquidity in the NFL market. It's just so tough to beat. There's more times in an NFL season where I'll, you know, wake up on a Monday and just feel so square and so dumb, you know, because I'll hear podcasts and they'll say, the public was on Green Bay. And I'm like, well, I was on Green Bay. You know, the public was on India. <laughs> Damn it, I was on Indy. You know, it's like the NFL, it'll get you. And I feel like that's happening this game because up until today, the last week and a half, I'm like, oh, Kansas City. I love Kansas City. I love Kansas City. But you you dive into these stats and you realize Tampa Bay is a lot better than some people think. What is it? What is it about Tampa Bay where I don't want to buy in? Is it the Kansas City right. so good? Uh, the, yeah, I think that's part of it. I, I, it's I, so weird. I don't know. I mean, you look at you look at their defensive front. You know, they have um, and Sue. They got Vita Vea, uh, Beast. Right at, at the nose tackle. So uh, um, and they got Levante David. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great veteran linebacker. He's really good at run, and he's great at, at stopping, um, you know, short short yardage kind of pass situations as well. One of my specialties in life is coming up with business names. Contact me. <laughs> I'm at Tyler Walgie on Twitter. I'll come up with a great business name for you. Yeah. So how about this on one? the spot, huh? Vita Vea's vitamins. Ooh, Vita Vea's Isn't vitamins. That good? Yeah. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. I like it though. Yeah, but it's good. VVV could come up with a nice logo. Yeah. All vitamins. It's coming hey, from a pro athlete. So, you know, they're they're getting it involved there. Uh there's a college football player. He's he's probably gonna be drafted uh not this year, but the year after. Felipe Frank, uh from uh Miami. Right. Um, how about this one for him? Felipe's Franks. Hot dogs. Aha. Isn't that good? That is good. I mean, yeah, I, good. I, all day. Uh, hey, all day, any day. Uh, all day. Um, but you know, I think I, I think they got a really good uh, front seven. Um, yeah, exactly. It's going to be tough for Kansas City to. It's going to be tough for them to run. But see, I look at it a little bit different, uh, a little bit differently. I look at it. That is the strength of this Tampa Bay's defense. It is up front and stopping that run. And Kansas City doesn't need to run. They right. can throw the ball all day on you, and, right. and it's going to be really interesting to see how they play against that. Um, they can get the ball to the outside. There's a lot of alternatives, and you give Andy Reid more time. And here's the thing, too. You know, it's uh, there's not a whole lot of risk in say, well, you. T- I think there's not that much risk in. Let's say you're on the on, on the on the goal line, okay, for a fourth and goal. If it's the regular season or even early in the playoffs, you may be scared to do a quarterback sneak. But if it's in the third quarter, fourth quarter, you may be more apt to do that, right? I mean, you don't want your franchise quarterback ever getting hurt, but I think coaches and players are more willing to to, to put their players in situations to make plays, right? I mean, they're not going to sacrifice their health, but yeah. Patrick Mahomes, look at Josh Allen. You know, we saw his rushing decrease every week in the regular season. Then the playoffs come where you've got to win, and all of a sudden this guy's running all over the place. So that's got to be important. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' injuries, any concern for you? His foot, his turf toe, his shoulder, his concussion, any of that a concern for you? Uh, No. The man man has been an absolute stud. I mean, he was hurting last week, and um, I mean... Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball left-handed, underhand, and, and still sling it 40 yards on a dime. Plus, so. you just got to... It's the Super Bowl. It is the Super you Bowl. You just got to... Last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Patrick Mahomes were to walk away with a uh, another ring, mm-hmm. it's fascinating, right? 
he will have two Super Bowl rings in his career so far and only eight losses. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, tell me how, how, how wild that would be. Well, and it just proves how hard it is to, to draft a quarterback. I mean, he went under the radar for so many teams. I know Kansas City moved up to get him, but it's it not. Rem- remember that draft? It's not like everyone was saying Patrick Mahomes is is the, the, the best. Was he even the first quarterback taken that year? No, it was um, Chicago. Uh, Trubisky? Yeah, Trubisky. Wow. I bel- I, and, and Trubisky might have even been the second quarterback taken. I'm pulling it up right now. 2017 NFL draft. Yeah, Let's I see. believe Trubisky was taken before. One, number one was Miles Garrett. My, no, tr- yeah, Trubisky yeah. was two. Uh, Solomon Thomas, Leonard Fournette was four. Corey Davis, five. Jamal Adams, Mike Williams, Christian McCaffrey, John Ross. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was second taken at 10. There you go. Deshaun Watson was taken 12 that year. Yeah, it was a good, good draft. I mean, imagine being a Bears fan. Wow. Right there, but see, that's what's so that that's you can't always go back and say we could have had him, could have had yeah, him. I know. A good example is you know the the Lions this year. They're making a good play to get Jared Goff over. I think that's that's an adequate replacement. Well, maybe not adequate, but it's a good replacement for well, well decent. Should I say decent? Adequate? Uh, you and good know, see, like, see, I adequate took, and good like the same. I took that trade completely differently. I I took it as if um, they had to kick in extra just to take Jared Goff. But, I thought that they wanted to get rid of Jared Goff so bad they had, bad so they many had other, to kick in. But they had so many other options that, that Detroit... No, I mean for Detroit. I think this is good for Detroit. I think that right. Jared Goff goes to Detroit and I think that he's a decent fill-in for them. And was that what you were saying? Well, I, I think that... Uh, I, I think they probably didn't even want Jared Goff. I don't know about I, that. Dan yeah. Campbell was saying that he kind of did. Yeah, well, of course you're going to say that. When you're getting Jared Goff, yeah, you're not going uh, to put your quarterback my, in. My, my point is, though, they're making their decisions now. Right. And they could have had the eighth overall pick from Carolina. Right. Carolina offered them the eighth. So what's going to happen, inevitably, is there's going to be some great player drafted at eight, and then all these fans are going to say, Jump in. we could have had this Should have had him there. Exactly. So it's always yeah. tough to go back and yeah, say, hindsight's could've. 2020. Exactly. So that's always, always difficult, but... Look, if you're drafting Trubisky and passing on Watson, that's a little different. It, it is, and uh, but quarterbacks seem, to your point, they do seem to be notoriously more difficult for for scouts to evaluate. Quarterback, the quarterback position, <laughs> some high quality. Which coincidentally is the most important position in all of yes, sports. It so. is Johnny, but no, <laughs> Tom Brady will tell you that one. All right, so when you're looking at Kansas City's offense against Tampa Bay's defense, it's clear Kansas City, as we said, going to have to rely on the passing game, get it to the outsides. If you are just going to try and, which they wouldn't do, but go down the middle of the field, that front seven and those safeties can be good, right? Move it to the outside. Even if it's Travis Kelsey, he doesn't necessarily have to go down the seam. He can work outside as well. So uh, no one can, no one matches up well with Travis Kelsey. Exactly. Obviously. And I think that's in terms of a, a X's and O's, you know, a mismatch. That's who they should look for. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, middle of the field. Well, it, Lining up in the middle, getting to the outside. It'll be interesting to see how... Because when you look at how the Bucks played the Packers last week, um, they really did not keep any sort of lane integrity uh, with their pass rush. They they went all out and they, they went at him. You know, they went at Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to be able to do that against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is more mobile and he's going to make you pay if you do that. You're going to have to do some more contains and spies, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see... Do you keep that pass rush, which has been you know so deadly with JPP and Shaq Barrett coming off the edge, um, or do you play a more conservative approach and and just bring four every play and um, you know try and take your chances covering those weapons that Kansas City's got? It'll it'll be fascinating to see how they do it. Yeah, absolutely will. Um, all right, let's get to the let's flip things over when Tampa Bay's got the ball. And Kansas City is on the field. Well, here's the thing. Again, you start finding a little here for Tampa, little there for Tampa. Tampa Bay, actually, 
You may say, well, you know, we know they're good uh, defensively. They've had some good showings. The front seven, Connor just mentioned, very good. They're fourth in terms of weighted DVOA for offense. Kansas, wow. Kansas, yeah. Kansas City's number three. I mean, Tampa. No, excuse me. Number two. They're ahead number of Kansas City. They're ahead of Kansas City. Well, they've scored, what, 30 points in the last seven in a row games? They Something have like that. been so good. They but, have. Again, I asked you this earlier, and I, I we kind of went up. Why is it? Give me an answer for why me and other people aren't giving Tampa Bay. The stats say it. They've got Tom Brady. They have amazing weapons. They've got a great defense. What is it? Is it is it more? Do you think it's more that more Kansas City is so great and people love Kansas City? So that's the default. You know, uh, it's a good question. You know, I I, I, I didn't pose this to you before. To no, think about it, it's anything, a good, it's but. a good question. I I think that there's. Um, you know, I think part of it is is that people are just looking at the powerhouse of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. But um, you know, I was looking at some polls, and and it, it seemed to me, yeah, hey, you would be the one to ask on this. Um, it seemed to me that a lot of the the public opinion was actually going towards Tampa Bay in this game. See, that could be the case. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's, that's my like small because I haven't been do I haven't listened to a ton of shows about this I haven't been following so obsessively closely so maybe that is the case maybe I'm just wrong with my view of what people are thinking maybe that's just me you know maybe it's just I'm, I'm not I'm not buying in and, and, and thinking that Tampa Bay doesn't yeah, stand a chance. And they have also what they they've lost five of their first however many games in the season I mean I think but if anything recency bias would, would play a part no there. doubt yeah no no doubt I just um I mean you look at the Chiefs they've lost two games all season they mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl last year um you know, and then there's you know the whole Tom Brady coming to a new team, right? I still think there is no reason anybody should think this, but I still think there are a lot of people out there who tend to still undervalue Tom Brady uh, with the Bill Belichick thing. And I, I do think Tom Brady has put that discussion to bed. What do you mean season. with the Bill? Like who's I better? Mean, yeah, who you know, there's it? always there's always going to be that argument. You know, who was more responsible for all those Super Bowls and and that fantastic run in, in New England. Was it the great mastermind Bill Belichick putting the team together? Or was it Tom Brady? Um, and so I think there might be a little bit of that still in people's minds. You know, I mean, for the longest time, it was actually really split. You go ask people for the longest time, you had half the people saying, no, it's all Br- Belichick. Brady's just a system guy. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and now you get it. So, you know, I think it could be some of that, but I mean, I think it's Tom clear Brady's now. put those, and put those I th- to rest. I think that actually on that note, I think there's two examples this year that prove that quarterback is exponentially more important than head coach. The other is Green Bay and Dallas. Look what happened when Mike McCarthy left Green Bay, went to Dallas. Dallas crumbles. Mike McCarthy pretty much looks like a first year head coach. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP first seed in the North. Or in the uh, in the NFC, that's in, in another example. It was Aaron Rodgers, not Mike McCarthy. It was Tom Brady, not Bill Belichick. This should be clear at this point. It's the quarterback, should not be. the head coach. All right, uh, special thanks to Better Edge. Better Edge, great show sponsor. And I'm really excited to get Better Edge on because Better Edge, I believe, is representative of what, of what the future of book or of sports betting in America will look like. Better Edge is not a sports book. Better Edge acts like a stock trading exchange. So all they do is facilitate a trade between you and somebody else out there who wants the other side. The great thing about this is there's no VIG. There's no minus 110. There's no VIG betting. And mathematically, theoretically speaking, if you can bet with no VIG, for the next 500 years, your expected loss is zero cents, not a penny. 
if you're betting VIG free. I, I tell all my buddies this who bet, and the first thing they always say is, are you sure? What's the catch? This doesn't seem real. I promise you guys, this is real. This is the only place right now that I know of in the United States where you can bet VIG free. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Put in promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. That's a SHARP with a P for a free $10. And uh, that $10 is no rollover. So get 10 free bucks in your account. Make a play. See how you like Better Edge and see how you like betting VIG free. BetterEdge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SHARP. And here's the thing. If you like Tampa Bay right now, we're mentioning some good stats for Tampa. If you're on Tom Brady, you don't make that bet anywhere else. There's not a place in the world where you're going to find Tampa Bay three and a half for a good price or even four for a good price. But if you go to betteredge.com because you're betting with no VIG, you can get Tampa Bay today plus four at minus 100 or plus 100. You can pay 50 to win 50 for Tampa Bay plus four. Online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so Tampa Bay on, uh, again, we said Tampa Bay on offense, extremely talented. They do such a good job getting up and down the field. And I think the main thing that's changed this year is Bruce Arians allowing Tom Brady to take over. Early, it was Tom Brady influencing the offense. But then I think what happened, they got to week 12, 13, whatever it was when they're seven and five. There was a little come to Jesus meeting in the, in the building. <laughs> and I think Tom Brady said, that's enough of this. I'm taking over. And this is what happened at this point forward. Right. So I agree with you. I think, I think early on in the season, there was a little bit of Bruce Arians trying to, you know, put his system down. We're going to do this. And, you know, I, I agree with you. I think there was, <laughs> there was some point was, um, you know, a point where Tom Brady just came in and said, Hey, we're going to do things this yeah. way, and this is how we're going to get to where we want to go. And, and that's what's going to happen. But I like that. That's why they brought Tom Brady in, right? It it's is. like, it, but it's sort of like, uh, What's a good example? It's sort of like going... It's sort of like if you maybe filled in on a new team or went to a new school or something. I can't think of a great analogy off the top of my head, but it's like if you're around a new group of people, right? You just sort of want to like ease into the situation. First day at work, right? You don't ever want to go into your first day at work at a brand new job. And then you right. want to ease in, ease in. And then once you're there for a month or two or three, then start maybe, hey, why don't we change this? Why don't we do this? So you understand it's human nature. He goes in, you know, he's, he's Tom Brady. He's going to want to be a good teammate. You know. There's that, but then he's also 43 years old and he's Tom Brady. So, yeah. you know, I mean, he's going to come in. And, uh, you know, I think I think he loves um, being in this new situation where I think he's getting everything that I've heard and read. He is getting much more say in how they're doing the offense than he ever did in New England. Really? Um, that You know, I uh, Danny Amendola was actually on a talk show. Uh, it was either earlier today or yesterday. And he was mentioning something about that. Um, you know, it's it, it's... It's inter- I think it's a good fit for Tommy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's going in there, so we'll see. I'm excited. Absolutely, man. All right, let's see uh, Kansas City on defense. Where do they rank? Where do they rank? And I'm looking at overall uh, yards for the season right now. Kansas City 14th in terms of yards given up in passing. Uh, let's see, rushing. They are wow. Can't Tampa Bay, man. They're always up there. Uh, oh, they K- are. Yeah, no. Kansas City in rushing is 21st. So. These aren't great defensive stats. You no, know, they're not. I, I mean, I mean that's why the over under for the game is what I believe fifty six and a half. I think it's right still now. Is yeah, yeah. But this Th- goes you into what the I over s- or the under on that one. Haven't looked at it enough. I, I, yet. I don't know. I, I don't have a look. If you're going to bet over unders, not just this game, any sport, you've got to have a good idea for how the flow right. of the game's going to go. And I've got no idea how the flow of this game's going <laughs> to go. We could see so many different things. I, I think, know. I think the it variance is. for what we see on the field is is. 
is is extreme this game. Um, but uh, Tampa Bay on, or excuse me, Kansas City on defense again, nothing big. But I I, I, str- I stay by what I said earlier that I think these stats are deflated. I truly believe when Kansas City has to turn it on, they can. And here's a great stat: when Kansas City is playing teams and it's within seven points, if it's, it's if it's within a one score game. They are a top five team in the NFL in terms of yards per rush. I think they're allowing 4.2 yards mm. per rush. Something like that. It may be 4.2, 4.3, something like that. When it's within seven. When they're winning by eight points or more, they're giving up six and a half yards a rush. So you see what I mean? Yeah. These statistics skew how we look at Kansas City. And if you just look at pure statistics and things like that, you may really be on Tampa Bay because the more I look at these pure stats, the more I am, but then you look at the advanced statistics and I truly believe that advanced statistics are the way to go for handicapping anything because advanced statistics don't just tell the story of of yards and catches and attempts. It brings in more to the picture. So look at quarterback rating. Look at some of these, uh, look at Football Outsiders DVOA. You know, these advanced stats tell so much more than just regular numbers. And honestly, I think this is proven in fantasy football. Look at fantasy football. I don't know anyone out there who is successful running a fantasy football team. Maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> but if, if, if your main goal, look, let's put it this way. No one plays fantasy football and only drafts players from good teams, right? There's players right. all around getting stats, but that doesn't equate to you're elite, you're elite, you're elite. Great stats don't always mean you're on a great team. So if you look at stats, individual, team, it doesn't always mean great, bad. There's so much more that goes into it. So for Kansas City, it's like, I don't buy this. I don't buy that they're this bad. But uh, look... Well, you, you know what's interesting is they've had their quite their fair share of one-score victories this this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not blowing teams out. That's no, I mean, not what I mean. They have sometimes, but they've But I think that they did what they needed to do. It's almost weird. It's sort of like coasting like like just as much as you need to without burning yourself out, going too hard, you know? They right. did the minimum they right. needed to do while they still went 14 and 2. Came right. in first place in the AFC. Well, and hey, making it to a back-to-back championship, um, yeah. you know, a lot of teams do that. That tends to be what happens sometimes, you know, they take their foot off the gas, they you know, kind of go through the next year and, and ultimately don't make it, but we'll see. So I, I get what you're saying. I, I like that that take. So uh, Kansas City again, ground through the air. They don't really excel either. You know, they've obviously been much better for passing this year, stopping the pass. You look at their rush DVOA; they're one of the worst in the league. Oh yeah, they're bad. Yeah, exactly. So I think that it's up. They to do Tampa. got Honey Badger though. They do. I like me some Honey Badger. I think that Tampa's main game plan here should be keep it on the ground. I think they should run the ball. I think they're going to more than they have all season. Tom I, I, Brady, I think you're going to see that. They, I think that needs to be their game plan. Take yep. the ball. Well, don't take it out of Tom Brady's hands, right? You want to no. make sure that he's got the ball in crucial situations. But I think we see a lot more running than we have this year from Tampa. Yeah, you know, I think so too. And 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 ultimately too, though, you look in these past few weeks, they've they've really kind of had a recommitment to the run. Um, and and you know, Leonard Fournette has kind of, uh, I know he's listed number two on the depth chart behind Ronald Jones. But uh, Leonard Fournette stepped up uh, in these playoffs and really taken on a lot of that burden. So I wonder if they were just saving him, you know, keeping him fresh for the playoffs because he's older. You know, I mean, he's he got is. a lot more miles than Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is only a first or second year running back. Do you know that? Yep. He's he, a young dude. He is. They got a nice one-two punch there, though. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I do think you're gonna, going to see a lot more of the commitment to the run from Tampa Bay. So it'll, it'll be a really interesting setup, you know. Uh, coaching mismatch. Uh, is there one? Who you think has the edge here in terms of coaching? I mean, I think Andy Reid's clearly the better coach. Yeah, right? I, I don't know how you how you go against Andy Reid if you're uh, just looking at coaching edge. 
Um, you know, but he, I, I, let, I, we were talking before the show a little bit about the coaching tree for Andy Reid too. You know, it's one of the most fascinating things you'll look at. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. I mean, the man is the man is an offensive uh, guru. He's, yeah, he's a genius. And Bruce Arians is good. Is good too, but he's just not to that level. But let, let's bring things more on an even playing field. Hot wing eating contest. Who you taking, Bruce Arians or Andy Reid? Ooh. Now that is that is a good one, right? That's a good one. I think you're looking at uh, that. That's more of a fifty fifty proposition exactly. right there. Beer chugging competition. Mm. All right, here, hot wings. I'm going Andy Reid. Beer chugging. I'm going Bruce Arians. Yeah, you know that fedora definitely exactly. speaks for it. Yes. So you know when you wear a fedora like that, you rock it on an NFL field. I think you could probably chug some beer. Maybe we can get some prop bets for that. Yeah. All right, before we get to prop bets, do you have a lean on here? And, and, and again, before we give our picks here. I don't have a strong lean on the Super Bowl, okay? The Super Bowl is the most liquid sport in the world. And meaning there's a lot of money that goes into it every week. And these lines are tough to beat when there's 15, 16 games in a week. These lines are hard to beat. When the books have to go make lines for 16 games. What do you think happens when the sports books now have one game to handicap? They've got more time to spend. They've right. got more eyeballs on this. They make less mistakes. And by definition, we shouldn't be making bets if we want to profit if the market is not incorrect. And unfortunately, for those who love a lot of action, for the main market bets for the Super Bowl, over, under, and the spread, it's usually very accurate. So I don't love one way or the other. I'm going to reluctantly go Kansas City minus three, minus 120, or if you're on better edge, minus four, even money, Kansas City is where I want to uh, go, but I don't I don't feel very strongly about that. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game. I know we keep saying that, but it, I mean, so many storylines, so much, so two high-powered offenses, like you mentioned with some of these stats, not necessarily the best defenses, especially passing defense. I like Kansas City, uh, minus three. I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes is ultimately going to be too much for him to handle. Oh boy, we're both on Kansas City. That's yeah, scary. I know. That's scary. All right, I let's know, get to I the know. fun part. Let's talk about some prop bets. Prop bets. You've got a little award music intro for the prop bets. Love it. It's kind of feel like I'm flying over the Grand Canyon with this one. You like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. All right. It's always fun giving some prop bets out. Now remember what we said. You've got to be able to bet the no and calculate the household. Make sure you're not making too bad of a bet. If you want to make a couple bets for some fun, then do whatever you want to do. But we want we I would feel like I let the audience down if I didn't at least give that out, right? right? If you right. don't give the good advice. Uh, the two right, bets. So th- these are for fun. These are, these are, well, you know, you well, have a little these fun bets, there. actually, I like these bets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got some money on these. So, and then we'll talk about the fun bets after, but I've got, right. I, I do like these bets. So, a couple here. I like the first uh, timeout to be Tampa Bay because I think Tampa Bay, a lot of my uh, early prop bets or a lot of my prop bets have to do with Tampa Bay getting the ball first. Now, here's a really interesting stat. Out of all the coin tosses this year, in the regular season, there were three times that a team chose to receive it. Every other time, they chose to defer. That's usually what teams do this year. I think the first time it happened Mm. was uh, Arizona, maybe week six or seven, something like that. Okay. The other two times, Tampa Bay week 16, Tampa Bay week 17. Ooh. So Tampa Bay has found something that works. Get the ball, set the tone early. That's what they've been doing, and they've been winning. Well, you may say, okay, that's week 16 and 17. What about the playoffs? And Tampa Bay has lost both all their coin tosses in the playoffs so far. So we don't know what they would have done. So, so far, what we know about Tampa Bay is the last two times they they won the coin toss, they chose to receive. So with that information, we can maybe 
infer that let's put a slight edge. Let's not assume that this is going to happen because nothing's for sure. But if we slightly start leaning things that way, where Kansas City, if they win, they'll defer. Tampa Bay, if they win, they'll receive the ball. We can start making prop bets assuming the Buccaneers will have the ball first or at least assuming they'll have it 51% of the time or to 55% of the time, right? I'm not saying it's 75%, but there's a chance that more often than not, Tampa Bay ends up with the ball first. So with that, I think it that if they have the ball first, a lot of younger players who haven't been there before, there's a propensity to make mistakes. This is not a Tom Brady bet. This is a Tampa Bay bet. So I think that when they're on the field first, there's more of a a chance that they're going to call that timeout. And let's say there is no timeout on the first drive. When Kansas City has the ball, Andy Reid may come up with some really unique things to start the game and get that spark, not wanting Tampa Bay to play from ahead. So if if this defense, again, defense who doesn't have a lot of experience in these situations, sees something from Kansas City that confuses them, they're not ready for, quick timeout, get the defense set up, and they're ready. So this bet at minus 110, implying a 50-50 split, I think has a lot more ways for Tampa to call the first timeout than Kansas City. What do you think about that? Yeah, like the thought process. A lot of reasons, right? You build a case here. So uh, that's mean, what, what, what's the other side out of curiosity for the odds? Uh, minus one ten oh, on so both it's sides. It's a minus one. Yeah, Tampa Bay minus one ten. Kansas City minus one ten. Yeah, I like it. Hey, yeah. I like it. Sign sure. me up. All right. Uh, total Tampa Bay field goals. I'm going over one and a half, and this is minus one fifteen. And I think that again for the same reason, but a younger team. So when they get in the red zone, maybe not as polished. Maybe a couple mistakes. Maybe a drop. We've seen Chris Godwin drop the ball a couple times in the playoffs. Uh, both teams will drive it. Usually. I think we're going to get about 20 possessions, we can assume. 10 from each team. These teams are going to be moving the ball a lot. We've talked about that throughout the show. That doesn't mean they're going to finish every drive. If they're getting the ball close, I like over one and a half for Tampa Bay, minus 115. Give me an early field goal so we can have a nice chance of covering this one late. So I'm going over one and a half field goals, Tampa Bay. I like it. I gave those two out last week. Um, let's see if I can find my bets. There they are. All right, now here's the ones I like this week, and then we'll get to some of the fun ones. Um... First play of the game, I like it to be a rush. I just think that we... And look, that this is speculation. I don't have a whole lot of data for this <laughs> hey, one. Hey, there we go. Exactly. So I don't have a whole lot of stats to back this one up, but I just feel like Tampa Bay is going to want to run the ball and they're going to get the football, right? Tampa Bay is going to receive. Well, not going to. It's based off of your... You're, you're Again, putting some correlated exactly. uh, not, bets here. Yes. I, I don't... Let's put it this way. I don't like this first play bet if Kansas City does get the ball. Right. Then it's a total coin flip. But I yep. think that... If, if Tampa Bay ends up with the ball first, I think there's about a 60% chance they run. 60% equals minus 150. This minus 115, that's some good value. Uh, first, first down. Again, Tampa Bay, minus 130. Who is shown first? Which coach is shown first? I like Bruce Arians because... If Tampa Bay has the ball first, they are going to show Bruce first, and he's plus 120. Andy Reid is minus 160. Now, is that bet first coach shown once the game starts? Uh, it, it's a, I think it's after the kickoff. Uh, kickoff. Yeah, okay. right after the kickoff. Um, and then... Uh, I like it. Hey, you're correlating all... You're, uh, you're setting yourself a script here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> all those are kind of based on that. I see it. And then the one that doesn't have to do with that, how many times will they mention the Patriots? It's over or <laughs> under two. So if it's only two, you push. Uh, I like the over, minus 160. Over two you Patriots. Like over mentions. two on Patriots, huh? I do, I do. All right. Yeah. You know, I, I like the under. I like the under. So, hey, maybe we'll have to make a make a bet between you and me on that one. Huh? Uh, yes, yes. I think that uh, maybe that'll have to be the case. All right. Um, let's get to some fun bets. Let's get to the fun stuff. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Uh, speaking of Marky Mark, the weekend 
is playing the halftime show. I know Connor already sang. I gave you my rendition. That's got to that. that. annoy so many people out there. I'm sorry. Everyone, yeah. With your earbuds. Yeah. Um, all right. So Mine was a lot better. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, we need to settle this. Uh, we'll do the old. You know how we'll settle our voice contest? We'll do it old-fashioned, right? Uh, uh, rap battle style. Ooh. To where we'll go to karaoke. Okay. Once COVID's gone, yep. we'll go to karaoke. We'll just do a classic crowd uh, meter. Yeah, Who gets good. the loudest crowd effect? Nope, good. Good with me. All right, let's make some noise. Um, all right. Where so, are these? So what are these halftime props? Well, not just halftime. They're, they're pretty fun, but... Will there be a more wardrobe malfunction? The first on one... There? Well, the first one, this is always a popular one, the national anthem. And keep in mind, folks, some of these are on offshore accounts. You can't make all these bets on domestic accounts. So you may have to look for Bavada or some of those uh, websites to make some of these. But national anthem length. What's interesting this year, Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church are double team in this one. Yes. Yeah. They're... They're gang What do we got for thing. the over-under on that one? Over 1 minute 59 seconds Ooh. is plus 105. All right. Under 159 is minus 149. Now, you can do all the homework you want to do and see how long Eric Church is taking and Jasmine Sullivan. This whole duet thing is unprecedented. For my for my sharp betters out there who love to hammer the national anthem, <laughs> this, <laughs> I don't know how you're approaching this. I mean, this is total winging it. You're, you have nothing to go off here, which means the book doesn't either. When there's limited information, that means there's limited information for everybody. You know, so you may have some hidden info here. here here's something in- interesting, though. I heard on the Dan, Pat- uh, the Dan Patrick show that last year, they were, somebody was in the, I forget who this was. I should know who said this, but they were in the Super Bowl arena for practices, like for the halftime show or for the, right. for the national anthem practice. The singer last year, the national anthem sang it nine times, Ooh. eight of the nine times for the practice. It was within like two seconds of one another. Oh, okay? wow. So there is inside information. There's reasons why these Why they bets, set their line the way they do. Yes, well, exactly. You know, and these lines move I got to say, I know this might be an absolute square way of looking at this, but when it comes to the national anthem, when it comes to those type of bets where, let's be real, what, what can I do? What am I going to do to go look and get some kind of edge on it, right? Um, right. I like to take the, uh, the, the one that has the, the worst odds. Um, I, I like yeah. to trust the book that they have. They have it right on that one and, uh, and, and go with it. Usually, that's not <laughs> a bad way to approach things. You know, you can assume more times than not that the book is trying to be sharp. You know, they have to take action. Let's face right. it. They've got to take action w- w- for the lines they put up. But before, what I used to do for these games is I would go research because most of the time... Sometimes you can. Usually, because most of the time... You can go look and see where they've sung it before in yes, previous games and, and most stuff. Most these for people sure, have But this is sung. interesting. You cannot do that in this no, case. No, not at all. It's so... It's just so I don't have anything huge there, which is a shame because I usually, oh, well, I, I usually the, I take you the, love the national anthem. <laughs> it's your favorite bet on on the big game. Well, and it's also this is what I say too. If you're having fun and you're looking to have a little a little fun with these bets, it doesn't matter, you know. Then you can throw some of this stuff out the window. And when Connor and I and our group of friends go to to Vegas for the Super Bowl or for the big game, whatever. It's fun because you're with everybody. It's this huge atmosphere, this huge environment. The the national anthem ends, and half the people are like, "Woohoo, yeah!" <laughs> you know, get the other one just ah expletives. Exactly. So uh, you know, it's always nice to start off with a big win. National uh, anthem, not a better way to do that. Whoa, good. I am on fire. All right, let's get to some other fun Super Bowl uh, props here. How many songs will the weekend play for the halftime show? 
over eight is minus 200. Under eight is plus 150. So they're going to be going crazy. All right, this next one I like. Uh, how many wardrobe cha- wardrobe changes for the weekend? The over-under is a half. One, war- one wardrobe change, we're cashing. So I'm going over one wardrobe change. It's minus 250. You're paying a little bit of a vig there, but come on. They're not going to go out in the same... There has to be a wardrobe change, right? Uh, you, you know what? <laughs> You're going <laughs> you no. Think, you would think so. Uh, I, you no. know, I, I have given less time to thinking about the weekend's wardrobe changes for this game than... Uh, than zero. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't thought about it. So, so how do you not come in ready to go on the wardrobe? You changes? know, uh, unbelievable. I was thinking man. more of wardrobe malfunctions. You know, <laughs> whenever the big game halftime show comes up, I, I think of wardrobe malfunctions. Have you heard the idea that you remember the old wardrobe mal- malfunction? Oh, the, well, who's that? Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Uh, was it Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Have you heard the conspiracy theory that I have? I have that not that was, heard the conspiracy. Well, it was that that was uh, that was meant to happen. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. that was like like it, like. Uh, I don't know if that's conspiracy. I, I feel like that's pretty. Oh, that's 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 total conspiracy. Oh, I, I think that's uh, pretty obvious. <laughs> like, pretty well, obvious. That was like, like that well was no known. Malfun- yeah, of course that was well, well done. Yeah, I, I, I don't I mean, know. Well done. Of course that was intentionally done. Connor wants a steak. Hey, you go watch, <laughs> go watch that YouTube. Go, go check it out. It is a perfect cutout with that that so, he ripped so off. No it conspiracy. Was absolutely intentional. No conspiracy. No conspiracy. That's a shame. I do like the music though. And all right, <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I heard that this week. I'm like, you know what? They did do that on purpose. <laughs> um, Ariana Grande, uh, who Connor was drooling over before the show started. Uh, will Ariana Grande be shown on stage for the halftime show? The yes is plus two fifty. Yeah, I mean, you bet a hundred, take back two fifty. I not like bad. it. They got, she got a big song with the weekend. Oh so my god, I'm gonna sound like happen. such an old man for this one. Uh, who is Doja Cat? Is Doja <laughs> Do- Do- that, Cat? That's a that's a uh, that R&B Ari- artist. Is that Ariana Grande's pet? No. Oh <laughs> no, that is a. Uh, will her Doja Cat be on stage? Wait, is well, that is that like it says, uh, well, her Doja Cat? No, <laughs> no, Doja Cat is a is a. I, I believe that is a group of female R and B artists. Okay, that sing some highly questionably inappropriate songs for you know not for adults. So they're, they're adult songs. No, I'll put it that way. Well, that's the only kind I listen to. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, I'm gonna have to play you some after this. The weekend is the weekend from Canada. They must be Canadian. Will the weekend mention the word Canada? Yes, plus four hundred. No, minus seven hundred. Uh, oh, there is one here. <laughs> Will there be a wild a wardrobe malfunction? I see it. Yep. Plus yes. plus nine hundred for the end. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right, this one's always fun. How many players will attempt a pass over two and a half? Meaning, will there be a, another player on yeah, on like, either team, like the the receiver, the double reverse throw? Yep. Don't you have to go yes for that? I I over? think so. I, I think you yeah. got to go over with an Andy Reid offense, man. Oh, the over two and a half is plus one fifteen. The under at minus 150. Now, here's where we get to, uh, to to some fun. How many times will they say things? How many times will they show people? Uh, I mentioned I like the how many times will the Patriots be mentioned? How about Bill Belichick? How many times will Bill Belichick be mentioned? Over, under is one. So if it hits one, you draw. It's minus 320. You're paying a little bit of a tax there. But I like the over. They're going to mention Bill Belichick, right? Uh, you'd think. You think, yeah. You think, but then again, I mean, he's not on the field, so. Yeah, but he's Bill. Uh, he's Bill, and he's not on the field. 
Um, all right, let's let's get like uh, five to seven more in here before we wrap things up for today. Can um, I give you my favorite one? Yeah, absolutely. If you got several, jump in with whatever well, you got. I, 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 how many times will Giselle be shown? Giselle. Yeah, yeah the, Giselle. the lovely wife of, of the one Tom Brady. It is over or under one and a half times. The over is minus 240, and the under is plus 165. I like these. I like how many times will they be shown? I'm I mean, thinking she's going to be shown... Well, I think under. So, so this has under. to be between kickoff and, yes. and whistle, right? Yes. So I got to go with the under. Me too. I don't even know if she's going to be shown at all. I don't even know if she's going to be at the is game. She, is she going to be at the game? Dude, she may yeah. be home with the kids. There's a lot she that has be. to go right for the, for the yes to hit on this <laughs> Yeah, one, I'm, I'm going to go under on that. <laughs> I'm going to go under, but I hope it's the over. Uh, you, do you have any others, or was that the bring uh, them up as you find them? Well, my my other all time favorite is is one of those ones that's here every year, and it's what color Gatorade will be poured over the the winning coach. Hmm. That's always that's one of my uh, my go tos, right? So we got lime green yellow for plus three twenty. We got orange for plus one sixty five. Red for plus one sixty five. By the way, orange is the worst flavor. Orange, the worst. Is, the, orange is the worst Gatorade. It, no argument here. Orange or fruit punch. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say or red. Yeah, if you're red. gonna go anywhere else, you <laughs> gotta go red on that. Yeah. Um, then we got clear water for plus seven hundred. Clear water. Yeah, clear slash water. So uh-huh. you know, it's either clear Gatorade or water. Do they make clear Gatorade? I don't. I don't understand. If the liquid is clear, it's I think plus the Arctic Blast is white. Then we got clear. blue, my personal favorite, for yeah, plus like eight hundred. Blue. Blue's good. And purple for plus eleven hundred. But uh, you know. It's always a good. I love that one because there is no way no. to really even. And and remember the controversy a couple years ago. So I forget what Super Bowl it was, but the thing is, it was purple. But by time the game was over, the ice had melted and it looked clear. And so there was oh, this, <laughs> there was this no huge way. dispute about what color the Gatorade was. I don't even remember that. Yes, it That's was hysterical. Awesome. I know. Um, who will be shown first, Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski? Travis Kelsey's minus 150, Rob Gronkowski plus 110. Well, you know, going on a your uh, your game script, you're going, I, I figure you got to take uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, plus he's plus 110. I like that. This What the hell is this one? Who will sing the most words? Obviously, the Jasmine Sullivan, Eric Church doing the duet. Are they going to take turns? Oh. And then the other person says, say. And then they say, can. No, I, they're not going to do that. Here, here, let's practice. Ready? Let, here. Ready? Oh. Say. Can. You. See. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 what might happen? They might do a, like a verse. You know what I mean? They might, like like the uh, one of them might sing, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Yeah. What's so proud of the you know? And then the other one might come in. If I, made, if I made Connor sing the whole national anthem right now, I bet he'd get a word wrong. You've already done this with me, and I have <laughs> since looked up all the words and figured out how to get it right, okay? Yes, I got one word wrong. All right. Um, will a player be ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? That's a good one. The yes is plus 750. The no, yes? the no is 20 to 1, so minus 2,000. Should be way more than plus 750. Yeah. That, that's going to be a no, but but you don't win any money. So, see, it's no fun to do the no on that one. Ooh, I like this one. Will the game be tied again after 0-0? Zero, zero? Yes, minus 165. No, plus 125. I like the yes. I think oh, we're going to uh, have a lot I of actually, points this game. So, I actually bet on that. Did you? Yeah, I took the yes. Um, I like that. You know the other prop bet I've, I've bet on? Let's see here. Uh, you go through one more. I'm going to find it real quick. Um, okay. The Puppy Bowl. 
the puppy bowl <laughs> this is your favorite yes this is my go-to this, this is where this is the I, tyler special well, i've been beating the books since 2017 with my puppy bowl play of the week tyler does more research on the puppy bowl <laughs> than your average fan does on the big game i love puppies all right uh puppy bowl for those who don't know the puppy bowl takes place uh, before the Super Bowl, even though this is, says it's after, but it's before. Before the Super Bowl, every Sunday, it's so fun. They like put like some toys in an area. Whichever dogs get the toy to a certain area, it counts as a touchdown. It's always so fun. I'm going Team Fluff this year, okay? I'm 3-3. Three and three, My last three Puppy Bowl victories. Team Fluff, even money. We're looking at a 40-cent sp- line here. So Team Ruff... The favorite, I don't trust them. They don't have enough barn burners. They don't have enough guys who can get separation. I think that Team Fluff's working with more speed. They've got more young talent. I like the breeds. I like they've got a nice mix. A couple of German Shepherds, some some uh, some uh, 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 some Golden Doodles. I saw a nice little Cocker Spaniel in there. I like the mix-ups. I like the age. I like the the the, the uh, team speed. Like I said, Team Fluff. Should I make that my bet of the uh, weekend? Team Fluff at even money. Team Fluff. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's the most intense uh, breakdown I've, game, I've given all game. And then uh, before Connor gives his, mm-hmm. a piece of information that's out there that I've heard from a couple other places just to pass it along to the audience. I've heard, I don't know any validity to this, but I've heard the commemorative coins are slightly heavier on the head side. There's more material printed on the head side. Therefore, since there's a fraction more weight on the head side, a few times out of like a million, it'll land tails more than heads so if you can find a line that's even money you you can maybe have a 0.0001 edge if you take the tails there you go now you only need uh, like a couple hundred thousand of those yeah, to maybe... exactly to break even yeah there you go <laughs> yeah but i wanted to put that out there it's fun to talk about but uh i don't know well i can't find the other side of the bet i did so it's all right I said, but, I, but i do like this one uh it, it is the the one that i it is the bet i made so will a lead change occur in the first quarter. And uh, I took the yes huh. for plus 265. So one team scores. Tampa Bay goes down, scores, scores a, field a field goal. goal. Kansas, Kansas City comes back, touchdown. scores a touchdown. Boom, 265, baby. Yeah, all right. I like you know, it. That's not too bad. A little fun. Um, will the price of Bitcoin go up or down during the game? That is a real thing. It is a real thing. Yeah. The no. pri- price goes up is minus 150. Price goes down is plus 110. Wow. Yeah. All right. Last one before we get out of here, unless you have any more. Uh, Last one. What will the longest score of the game be? A touchdown or a field goal? Touchdown minus 125, (laughs) field goal minus 115. Isn't that kind of cool? That's an interesting one. I don't actually know about this one because you can make, obviously it's minus 125, minus 115. You can make a strong case for each. I'm going to go, oh God. I'm going to go touchdown because here's why. Field goals stop. At like the like the forty yard line, right? If you're at the forty, that's a fifty seven yarder. Correct. You can have an eighty yard touchdown. You can't have an eighty yard field goal. So there's a longer field to work with for for touchdowns. And Kansas City is a team who can score going vertical all day. So just because there's a longer field, there's more opportunities to score a touchdown. And you've got Kansas City's offense who can stretch it out. I'm gonna go touchdown for the longest score of the game. It seems like field goal would be safe because you get forty five yard field goals all the time. So we're pretty much guaranteed like a forty yard field goal, right? So the question is. What are the odds that you're going to have a longer touchdown? And because there's more field to work with and more chances, go and touchdown. I like it. Yeah, you know, I like it. Although I think I take the field goal. No, I, I play safe and steady. You know, well, I wear two seat belts. Maybe, maybe we'll have to do that. <laughs> I like the two seat belts. That's yeah. nice. 
All right, that, that's it uh, for our Super Bowl preview. Thanks for thanks for uh, joining us, Connor. Nice job. Hey, thanks as always. Yeah, thanks for coming in. We'll. Uh, I know you've been in for a few shows before. Well, I'm sure we'll hear from you again before you know it. But uh, that does it again for the Super Bowl preview show. If you guys have any questions, want to follow up on anything, contact us at Sharp Angle Pod on Twitter. Again, Sharp Angle Pod. You can contact us there. And uh, good luck with whatever you've got going. I know there's endless possibilities for the Super Bowl. So uh, good luck this weekend. Stay safe if you're doing anything. And we will talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Watch that puppy bowl. Yeah, puppy bowl. Go Team Fluff. <laughs>